Hello, welcome to another episode of Stop the Clock. I hope you had a wonderful holiday. Uh, we are your hosts as always, Sam Fermanak and Jude Okanius. Uh, so, Jude, do you know what tomorrow is? Well, do you know what this week is, first of all? It's, it's, it's bowl week. It's bowl week. So, but that's highlighted by the New Year's Six, which starts tomorrow. The big two. That's, that's the college football playoff bowls. So, let's, let's get right into them. So, starting up at... One o'clock Mountain Standard Time. I'm in Colorado, so I'm gonna just or one thirty. We have Alabama taking on Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I'm happy Cincinnati's in the playoffs. Despite when I talk about college football, I've always been like, oh, I don't think they're gonna get in. My predictions, I've been very anti-Cincinnati. That's just because I didn't think they would let them in. I'm happy That's, they're in. That is called bias, and Cincinnati totally deserves oh. to be in this college football playoff. I, well, they are thirteen and zero for a reason. They beat their ranked opponents. And they're gonna lose to Alabama. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. It's tough. I, I feel I feel really <laughs> bad because I'm actually so happy that Cincinnati got recognized. They're in there, but they they got the worst possible matchup. I feel like couldn't they've done like I mean I get it because they didn't want a Georgia Alabama, but like I feel like a Michigan Cincinnati would have been a little bit more entertaining. And then you have one of those teams make the college football like championship. Um, and obviously I know they well, didn't want to get a rematch of Alabama Georgia. I think if anything, you couldn't. You couldn't not put Michigan at two. Like, they just no, came no. off of beating number two Ohio State. So, yeah. I guess, yeah. So, but then again, did they want a rematch of the SEC championship game? Probably not. Because what would have happened was it would have been Alabama, then Michigan. They would have bumped Cincinnati to three. And then Georgia would have fallen to four after just losing to Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only way it would have actually happened if Alabama would have lost and they would have, you know, at two losses and then, yeah. you know, Cincinnati sums that third spot, but that's a lot of ifs. But no, that's it. It's Alabama is the number sick. one. T- Alabama is the number one team in the nation there mm-hmm. for a reason. I mean, yeah. we, we saw what they did against Georgia. Um, I mean, I think people had always had concerns about the offense of Georgia and then they saw, okay, let's see them against, you know, Alabama. And then we saw, you know, um, Stenny what Bennett, whatever his yeah, Spencer Bennett threw two picks. One of them was a pick six. It just crumbled. Yeah, it wasn't a good game. I mean, I think that the most the most key matchup in this game is two top NFL draft prospects are going to head off. That is the speedster. Many consider the best receiver in football. I have my thoughts about that. Definitely up there, Jamison Williams versus Ahmad Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati, probably the number one cornerback in the draft. That matchup is critical because Jamison is their deep threat, their big play guy. We saw without Jamison Williams, especially in that Auburn game, Alabama kind of struggled a little bit. Granted, Auburn always plays them tough. It's the Iron Bowl and whatnot, but it's going to be critical for Cincinnati to definitely shut down those big plays from the deep threat. Yeah, I think it's it's kind of like – this is the same situation when you play the Chiefs. You know, the the, the way you take (laughs) away the Chiefs is when you take away the vertical game. If you could take away the vertical game – you have a lot better chance. And that, I, I think, like you mentioned, you got to take away um, Jamison. I mean, honestly, all these receivers for Alabama, they can go deep, right? A lot of them could go deep and they can beat you with speed. So if Cincinnati's able to somewhat, right, I, it, it's hard to neutralize it totally, but if they can yeah. somewhat take away the vertical game and make, make Alabama go sideline to sideline, right? Make them go mm-hmm. sideline to sideline, you have a better chance and you definitely give your offense a better chance to stay in the game because absolutely, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, I don't know too much about Cincinnati. I know, I know Ryder, but 
you can't you can't go on a shootout with Alabama. That, no, that that's no, just, no. you're not gonna be able to do that. Offensively, they don't have the firepower to compete. What they do have is a good running game with Jerome Ford. And I think what you have to do again, similar to this is it's very similar to playing the Chiefs. You need to limit Alabama's offensive possessions. Mm-hmm. That means long drives, running the football, draining our clock. Desmond Reader also needs to play a clean game. He can't throw intercept. Like yeah. you can't give Alabama more possessions than they deserve. Uh, and the key to stop to keep the key to winning this game is just running the ball. Of course, that's going to be hard when you're playing against Jordan Battle. Yeah. Well, I I just think um, you know I and you want the Cinderella story, but as much as it's oh, I'm like, rooting for Cincinnati. One hundred. I'm rooting for Cincinnati, yeah. and you hate to say this, but it's like, I mean, maybe Cincinnati does something else, but. The level of SEC football is 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 no other, and I I think we're gonna see it. You know, maybe in the second half, maybe early. Depends how you know how fast Cincinnati starts. Where you see, okay, this is an SEC team. This is why they're number one in the nation. Um, and so yeah, I I think like we all agree. I think Alabama comes up on. Yeah, that. I agree. I just hope for the sake of Cincinnati, they keep it somewhat a respectable score. It and could just to hope for a good game. Like, you, you don't want it to be, yeah. like, going there, it's 50-0. You, you know? don't want it to be, like, LSU-Oklahoma two years ago. That was exactly. a slaughter. But exactly. I digress. Now let's go to – and I feel like this is always the case. I feel like there's always the number one versus number four matchup, which is just never really that good. Like, some years it will be, but it's never – like, last year it was uh, Alabama-Notre Dame. That wasn't a good game. As I mentioned, it was LSU-Oklahoma. Those are usually the blowouts. And then you get into the good stuff. Two, two versus three. The last two years has been Clemson, Ohio State. Those have both been great games. Now you have Michigan coming, beating their biggest win, getting their biggest win in the last 10 years versus Georgia, who, yes, they Does that just, hurt to say? Does that, like, hurt to say, gain, gain their biggest win of the past 10 years against Ohio State? You know what? They have two wins against Ohio State in the last 20 years, so good for them. I'm, I'm happy. But congratulations you beat ohio state and their defense which is not what it normally is and you beat iowa who is just they're not good the, the big 10 west was not good they were able to squeak by and get to the big 10 you're playing the georgia bulldogs this was the number one defense for a reason and yes they got torn up last week through the air the heisman winner bryce young threw to his nfl talented receivers with Jamison williams john michi they tore him up the way Michigan was able to win against Ohio State was running the football. Yeah. Hassan Haskins went crazy, had five touchdowns. And what's good for them is Blake Corum is also getting really healthy. He's He had a huge run in the Big Ten Championship game. He didn't play as much. He's got a lot of weeks to get healthy. However, you're not playing in the snows of Ann Arbor, Michigan. You're playing indoors against a team that is very good against the run. Michigan's going to beat Georgia. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. And it seems crazy to say, but the last time we saw this Georgia team, they crippled when they were in a competition with the team. The reason they had this great defense is because they didn't play anybody for those 12 games. They didn't play any competition. You could maybe say Arkansas earlier in the year, maybe Kentucky. But those teams aren't, those teams aren't really good. They were kind of, I don't want to say frauds, but they weren't, you know, as as advertised, you know. So they, they haven't played these tough you teams. You just raved. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I think Michigan, and and, and I and I know you're an Ohio State, right? But I think Michigan has a very, very good chance to upset the Bulldogs. And I get it. Look, it, they're gonna they're the running attack against this stout Georgia defense is gonna be tough. But what I've seen from this Georgia offense, if Stetson Bennett is playing quarterback. I think Michigan has a better chance. If JT Daniels plays quarterback, maybe it's a different situation. But Stenson Bennett hasn't shown me anything 
that he can lead when it's important times in a game. And there are going to be important times in this Michigan-Georgia game. I don't think Georgia just immediately goes out and completely opens the door and completely blows them out in the first half. I don't think that happens. And I think – Absolutely. And I think no, no, no. I agree. Look, Michigan has a very – they have the best defensive player in the country. They have the best pass rushers in the country with David Jobo and Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Like, I – 14 okay, to so, 20 so type low score. You, let me ask However, you. however, however, you, you, you raved about the SEC when you're talking about Alabama. Georgia's in the SEC. They played all those teams too. Michigan's a Power Five school. I, that's a, I mean, that's a different situation. The Big Ten is 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 a good conference. Like you say, they okay. play Ohio State. They got to play Michigan Absolutely. State. Absolutely. When they beat Ohio State, did Cade McNair make big throws? No, he did not. Did Kyle McCarthy play well? No, he, they, they didn't do anything with it. Did they put Cade up forty-two had a red points? Zone I think they put up. I think they put you know up forty-two you know points why? against a good Ohio State team. Not against a good Ohio State defense. That Ohio State defense is not what it's been in past years. And guess what? They had. Some things to it. They had the snow. They had the weather, which is perfect for their running game. If you look in the Alabama game, Brian Robinson only had 52 rushing yards on 16 carries. This is a very good Georgia run defense. That is Michigan's forte. Look, does Michigan have a chance? Absolutely. Can they win? Yes. I think Cade McNair will have to make some big throws. I don't know if he will because I think this dog's defense is hungry to show why they're number one. Look, I agree that Georgia defense is one of the best in the nation, but you cannot tell me to me, and I, I don't watch tons of college football, but right now from these past five games of both teams, I trust the Michigan offense a lot more than the Georgia offense. And that says something because if we've seen both these defenses are very good. So one offense is going to have to make impactful plays. I don't trust Sten, Stenson Bennett right now. I don't, I don't trust Cade McNair. So I guess it well, comes down Cade to which McNair court. And, I, and I trust the running backs for, for Michigan a little bit more, but all right, I just trust this Georgia defense to stop the run, which is Michigan's forte. Nonetheless, going to be a fun game, low-scoring game. So if you like defensive battles, definitely, definitely be watching that one. Yeah, so those are our those are the two main games. I mean, the other games that we got, um, we got the Rose Bowl. Um, I think it's it's a shame because I think with a lot of these bowl games, we also saw with uh, Michigan State versus uh, Pitt today, like the bowl games is they don't mean that much anymore. You got guys like for yeah. Ohio State, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, like top players that are going into the draft. They're sitting out, which just makes the bowl games less exciting. Further evidence, college football player needs to expand so that more players are playing. Kennedy Pickett didn't even play in their bowl game either. I, I just think the problem is there's too many of them. <laughs> there's just too many bowl games to keep track of. I mean, you got, you got the bowl games right here. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. What, who names a bowl game that? I mean, these, Foster, these names. The, one who's I mean, these, the, most. the Frisco Football Classic presented by Ryan Bowl Game. I mean, these are like 12-year-old names right here. I mean, these, these are little Look, 12 I think, I think with so many bowl games, it's like, like you said, it loses it. It used to just be you got the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl. You got the big bowls. The big six, and yeah. Yeah, those are the ones that people watch. You got all these ones now. It's like, again, participation trophies. Look, you know? I think – I, I, I'm going to disagree because I think those lesser bowls are actually more important to the schools that are fighting for bowl eligibility because you list, look, there's going to be the top teams that are always there. Alabama, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, um, the, Georgia, like those are the top teams, give or take a few Notre Dame as well. Those are always going to be competing for the playoffs. Then you've got lesser teams who just don't have that kind of stature and that kind of talent but they still are a good football team. They have a winning record. 
I like that they get a bowl game, something to play for at the end of the season versus usually a non-conference opponent. But the problem is for me is that you have the Rose Bowl, the pinnacle, like back in like the Rose Bowl was basically the, like it was the, the national, pinnacle. It, no, it was, it, it was, was the national championship. Yeah, it was I mean, the biggest the thing. And now because there's no implications about winning a national championship, it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. These top, these top players, which there's a lot of them on these top schools, they're just not playing because they're like, I'd rather just prepare for the NFL draft, which is smart by them, but I just wish the college football would expand. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I mean, for now, you, you can't do much. But and, and, and I get your point. It's like, you know, you, you give these opportunities like a Georgia State and Bowl State. Like you give, yeah. you give those schools an opportunity to, you know, go win a bowl game for their school. Maybe it might not be the Cotton Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, but it might be the Tax Act. <laughs> my god but the tax act bowl you know like <laughs> hey i mean you know why why not so and 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 i get it and, and but i just feel like the other argument is like there's just so many of them that's why it's like starting to lose it because now you're just like wow there's like 40 bowl games where it used to just be okay here are the six bowl games and that's and then players are like wow okay i'm so i'm in a really meaningful bowl game and but you know i mean the two sides of the argument and they're both very fair yeah regardless i think we both agree it needs to expand yeah. i think okay Dude, I've, I have to confess. I think I've been disrespectful. I think I have. Wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift gears back to the NFL and also back to a topic that we talked about last time. And this is gonna actually sound really bad for my point, considering these two players both had easily their best games of the season, one of them of their career. Uh, but we've been, I've been disrespectful at least. I know you're probably not gonna say you have when it comes to comeback player of the year. Because last, last we, we talked about two players. We talked about Dak Prescott, who we both kind of agreed was the favorite. And then we talked about Joe Burrow. I was like, Joe Burrow should get his respect. He's had a great season as well. Both obviously just had really good days. But we left someone out. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. We left Nick Bosa out. I don't know how we did. I, I agree. It's funny. I, I, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, we, we really missed we on that We forgot. We were disrespectful. <laughs> You got what? You got 15 sacks right now. I mean, he's he's one of the top defensive ends, you know. Yeah, and I think look, he'll he'll be in the running for it. It's just, I think, especially look, right after what Dallas did, they just destroyed Washington. Oh my goodness, that was brutal. And then of course you get like I think at this point it's a it might like when at the NFL honors they're gonna read three nominees and it's gonna be those three guys. So I think yeah, there's an argument to be made for all three of them. I just had to come back to the fact that we forgot him and got to give him his respect. And just to go back to that, I think, you know, we're, we'll see how the next, you know, two weeks yeah. obviously play out. And I think if, you know, I mean, knock on wood, but I think if Dallas lands the number one seed, it's going to be hard not to give it to Dak. Right. But I mean, what Joe Burrow just put on tape with his 500 yard performance um, and got the, you know, John Harbaugh mad and the whole entire Ravens organization mad where he's basically going for a thousand yards in two games. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is a reason that he should maybe win it. I just feel like the two injuries that Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow had, and nothing against, you know, Nick Bosa where he had his knee injury, those were like, I mean, look at Joe Burrow. I mean, that was like a catastrophic. People said he wasn't even going to play this year. Yeah, Um, I think at this – I don't think the injury is as big of a factor in the award. Like, you look at who I think it was either – I think it was two years ago. Ryan Tannehill won it. Daniel yeah. wasn't hurt. He was just a backup. He just won comeback. I like. I, I didn't actually like that that much, but yeah, that's just showing what the award is. Um, yeah, I mean that's it's a close it's a close match. 
Yeah. Well, let's let's get to our you know brief picks. Um, Some picks. Obviously, okay. I, I I think you know we're heading into man week seventeen, which is crazy. Uh, and we got yeah. we got two more weeks, and maybe maybe we'll talk about playoff picture after these. But the, these next two weeks are huge. I mean, especially for I mean, obviously you have your teams, teams. On top in the one through four, who are sort of somewhat locked. Maybe it changes between the one and four, but you got you got the NFC. There's between six through. It's nine, weird because I think the NFC is so much closer. I think the NFC is so much closer at the top with everyone trying to get that number one seed, tracing Green Bay, whereas yeah. the AFC is way more contested at the bottom trying to get yeah. the wild card team. So it's going to be a fun week. Um, but let's start off with actually the NFC wild card, uh, a team that right now I think is in the sixth seed, and that's the Eagles. They go to Washington to uh, take on a pretty dismantled Washington football <laughs> team. Uh, give me the Eagles. Hurts is playing some good ball. Yeah, g- give me the Eagles. I, I, yeah. All right, speaking of dismantled teams, we have the Ravens hosting the Rams. Definitely give me the Rams. They're finding a run game. Maybe we'll see a little Cam Akers. Uh, probably not a lot just because Sony Michelle's been good, but give me the Rams. Yeah, give me the Rams as well. Like like you said, I mean, maybe Cam makes a comeback, but uh, for now, it doesn't matter. If, I, I wouldn't play him. I wouldn't play him. Maybe play him against the 49ers. Let him get another week and then be fully yeah. good to go for playoffs. No, exactly. All right, uh, Bucks jets that's, that's the Bucks. I'm sorry. That will be kind of funny, actually, if the Jets won, but no, it's it's the Bucks for sure. Okay, give me the Bucks. Um, Brady's been dominant. <laughs> yeah. Now we got a game here. We have on a seven-game win streak the Miami Dolphins taking on the Titans, yes. who got a huge win at home against a good Niners squad. I'm having my backs and forths. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I think they're they found their identity. They're playing good defense and. Tua, I think, yes, he had a bad interception against the Saints, but they're playing smart football. They're running the ball well. Uh, and Jalen Waddle's definitely making some noise for offensive rookie of the year. Give me the Titans. Okay. Uh, a little different. I, 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 think- I, I, think, I think what I saw in the first half from the Dolphins, and obviously they went on to go win 23, whatever. I was a little concerned. They, they, they just, there wasn't any, they were, they were close with a team that was so riddled with injuries. I mean, Ian Book was the quarterback. They weren't doing much. And I get it, they're on a seven-game win streak. But if it, it, it's a good I mean, Saints defense, though. Seven game. It's a good Saints defense, but we just saw what the Titans also just did to the 49ers. We just saw what, I'm sorry, what AJ Brown just did to the hey, 49ers, right? I mean, AJ Brown need him for my was fantasy a team. complete beast. Um, give me the Titans. I, I feel like the Dolphins, they're on this nice seven game win streak. The competition hasn't been as strong, and this is their first real competition, and it's in, in Nashville. So give me the Titans. Fair enough. All right, Jags, Patriots. Patriots are definitely going to rebound at home. Yeah, give me, give me, give me the Patriots. All right, now this is this is a key one for the AFC playoff race: uh, Raiders and the Colts. I think if Carson Wentz is playing, give me the Colts. Jonathan Taylor. Not that Carson Wentz is the X factor in that game because it's obviously Jonathan Taylor, and the Colts get a lot of their offensive line back. But I don't trust anyone else back there for the Colts. So this one will kind of flop. If Carson Wentz plays, give me the Colts. If not, I like the Raiders. Yeah. Um... It, like you said, it obviously comes up to Carson Wentz playing. Uh, you know, I, he's unvaccinated, so it's kind of that tricky situation where he does have to wait the days, unlike where he's not vaccinated. I still take the Colts regardless. I don't – I, I just enough. don't like how the Raiders are doing right now, and, and I think, like you said, Jonathan Taylor can go have himself a 300-yard game. Yeah, I just I just trust Derek Carr. I, I mean, he's criminally underrated. Check out my underrated list on my Instagram. <laughs> yes, sir. He's on there. Uh, all right, another huge game. This is more for some top-seeded teams. Uh, we have the Chiefs at the Bengals. Joe Burrow just came off of a huge performance. The Bengals are hot, but the Chiefs are hotter, so I'm going to take the Chiefs. Bengals. 
Bengals. Ooh, okay. I like the I like difference. the Bengals at I like the I like the Bengals at home. I think, you know, I, I don't know. Something tells me, you know what, like Kansas City's hot, but I think the Bengals, they've they've been playing really good football. Joe Mixon, man, he's he's one of the best backs. And I mean that we saw what this receiving core has done. I mean, if I feel like every week we're talking about one another guy. Oh, one week it's Jamar Chase, one guy it's T. Higgins, one week it's like Tyler, Tyler Boyd. I mean, yeah. They can all do it. So um, yeah, give, give me the Bengals. Yeah, fun game there. Uh Giants, Bears, Will Saquon, burn Soldier Field to the ground. That was such a funny fake video. Uh no, he will not, because the Bears are gonna win that game. Um, give me the Giants. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just going to go out on a limb. I think the Bears, you know, um, I just want to see the Bears fall apart. And I think um, one last push uh, to push Matt Nagy out. So. Okay. All right. I'm calling it now. I'm just saying, okay. Mike Lennon is having a legacy. Game. I mean, I, Mike Lennon. Jake it's Fromm. a revenge game. Well, no, if it's Mike Lennon plays. It's a revenge plays. game. Give me Mike Glennon. Okay. Uh, now we got the Falcons and the Bills. Definitely give me the Bills. They got their biggest win of the year uh, last week. Yeah, give me the Bills. Give me, definitely give me the Bills. Uh, Texans had a little upset special. They're going to look to do it again versus the Niners, but they will fail because I like the Niners. Yeah, give, give me the 49ers. However, Trey Lance could start, though, which should be fun. Yeah, I, I, I think signs would point towards Trey Lance, you know, starting. I know Jimmy Garoppolo, like, really messed up his thumb, and we've seen quarterback try to play with their thumb, <clears throat> Jared Goff, and, you know, it just – it hasn't turned out good. So, I, I think, honestly, this is the perfect game to give Trey Lance. You're going up against a Texans team. Well, I mean, they just beat the Chargers, but they can't do it twice. So, yeah, give me, give me the 49ers. I like it. Speaking of the Chargers, uh, they're going to be at home versus the Broncos, who have lost two straight. <sighs> my God, my Broncos, bro. <laughs> Every week, they disappoint me. That's not true. They've actually had some good games this year. But I like the Chargers. They'll rebound. Uh, if Joey Bosa plays, I definitely like the Chargers in this one. Also, the Broncos are dealing with some COVID injuries. I know Tim Patrick's not playing as well as both of their right tackles. So give me the Chargers. Yeah, give, give me the Chargers. No defense. I, usually, I look, usually look, stick I, up I, for my Broncos. It's look, okay. I usually do, but it's a man. It's like, it's like the Chargers – they're going to be hungry. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're they trying get to Mike get in the playoffs. They just lost the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. Hopefully we can play spoiler, but probably not. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. We got the Saints and the Panthers. Now the Saints are definitely still alive for a wild card spot. Granted, they did lose to the Panthers last time they played them. However, they will not be starting Ian Book. They'll get Taysom Hill <laughs> and Trevor Simeon back. So. I mean, like, that's much of an upgrade. But, yeah, give, give me the Saints. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll the I Saints mean, Sam Darnold. Look, if no, Cam no, Newton is me. playing or Sam Darnold. No, no, it's Sam Darnold. Look, Sam, Sam Darnold's Darnold, the starter. I mean, Sam Darnold looked good, but. I no, I'm going to take the Matt Saints. Rule, you know, you can't trust <laughs> Matt Rule. So, yeah, give me, give me the Saints. All right. Seattle versus Detroit. I want to take Detroit. I do. But I'm not. I'm not. I, we don't know what's happening with Jared Goff at the moment. I do like with a uh, shout out to Amon Ross St. Brown. He's been killing it, doing you know, really well last few weeks, but uh, definitely give me the Seahawks. So you're not living life on the edge if you don't take risks. There you go. I'm taking the Lions. I'm taking the Lions. Boom. They are going to not only beat the Seahawks, but they are going to beat down the Seahawks. Ooh. Maybe bite some kneecaps? You feeling Buy it? Some kneecaps. Oh, I yeah. love it. I love it. Okay. Probably the game of the week, either that or the Chiefs. No, it's the game of the week. It's the game of the week. This is this is a battle. 
to stay alive in the race for the top seed in the NFC, we have a team who's finding their stride. I mean, we, we've been talking about for the last few weeks, I think, what's, what's going on with the Dallas offense. They've been winning games. It hasn't looked great. They look pretty, they look pretty look, damn good on Sunday night football. That's all I got to say. Kellen Moore is a genius. He did, he did this all to us. He said, he said you know what? I'm going to take December off. I'm going to take things. Oh, okay. Off. We're going we're gonna to let the offense be run by um, a Madden simulator. And then we're going to oh. come back against Washington and go slap some ass. And that's what they did. And that's what they're going to do here at home. Look, the Cowboys at home rank first in red zone percentage, points per game, Dak, Dak passer rating, and touchdowns per game. This team is going to slap the Arizona Cardinals. I like the stats. Explain to me the Dak passer rating one. I I guess it's just at home, Dak Prescott's passer rating. Oh, he's just a lot better at home. Yeah, he's a lot better at home. Okay. Yeah. I was like, well, I I thought you meant like, oh, he's better than other quarterbacks in Dallas. I'm like, well. No. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. All right, look, I mean, it's a shame because the Cardinals are red hot, started off red hot, but they're, they're kind of teetering right at like at the wrong moment. You want to be going into the playoffs hot. And this, yes, Dallas had a huge win, big confidence booster. It was against a subpar team. If you can go do it against the Arizona Cardinals, they're set. They, I will have, I've had my, my doubts about the Cowboys, especially can, talking can about the question? playoffs. Can I, can, I, can, but, I, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Okay. I was about to gas up your boys, but go ahead. Look, I, I get it, but. The Washington football teams, I mean, they're, they're a professional football team, right? And they have guys who play defense. So tell me a team that has scored 42 points in one half. 42. Okay, let's keep in mind that wasn't all the offense. The Marcus okay. had a pick six in there. Tell me a team that has scored 35 points in the first half. No, no, no. I'm, it's a no, no, foot. no, 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 no. I'm, it's not a lot of teams. And I'm not – okay, look, continue look, look, look. To gas. I'm about to gas your boys up. Come on. Continue. Get I was just continue. using the point comparatively to the Arizona Cardinals. Washington's okay, no, no, not no, going to be in the playoffs. The Cardinals are. Yeah. So if you can go and get a big-time W when you're rolling, the offense is a good day against a playoff team going into the playoffs because you play what the – actually, the Eagles, that's another like, – if you can go and finish your stretch beating the Cardinals and the Eagles, two good teams that could potentially be in the well, – one is in the playoffs, the Eagles could be in the playoffs – you're looking real good to start the playoffs off. Um, I like the Cowboys as well. So Yeah, and I, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I, I, I think another reason why I'm picking the Cowboys and, you know, just looking from a, a media perspective is, look, the Cardinals are missing D-Hop. And that, that we, we have seen in, in the recent weeks that, man, Kyler Murray is like – I mean, he, he's still a great quarterback, but we've seen him really struggle where it's like the dude is basically running out of the pocket every single snap – and he doesn't have that D-hop. He could be like, oh, look, I can throw a D-hop, and he's going to go make that catch. He has a Christian Kirk who saw it and A.J. Green who saw it, but they're not at the D-hop level. And that's another reason where it's like, like you said, this is the wrong time to be having injuries like that, especially heading into the postseason where a team three weeks ago was the number one seed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to Sunday Night Football. Um, Vikings are fighting for their playoff lives, but they have to go to Lambeau to face the red-hot Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'll take the Packers. I'll take the Packers too. Nice. Nice and simple. Okay. Big Ben's last home game in Heinz. Probably he all but confirmed it uh, all in the press signs. conference. All, oh, all signs point. All signs. It's his last game in Heinz. Let's be real. 
and it's against the Browns. So how is Ben Roethlisberger going to go out? Losing to the Browns? For the sake of him, I hope not. Obviously, you have your thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Go check out his podcast. It's good. Talks about Baker. I want to hear your thoughts. What do you what give it to me? If you guys heard my podcast, I'm I'm not a big fan of Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm actually a I'm a hater. I will call myself a hater of Baker Mayfield because I feel like all I do is kind of hate the dude. And he, he's a solid quarterback. I mean, you know, go listen to it. But anyway, point is Baker's hurting this team. Like they they are not good because of Baker. The Steelers, they're still trying to get in the playoffs. They sit at seven and seven. They still have a good possibility of making it. And I feel like on the final game, final game in quotations, obviously we, we don't know. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger will stay another year. But all signs. I, the Steelers got to finish out with a dub. Like I, <laughs> they, they got to finish out with a dub. And I, and I think Ben's going to gonna put it together. And, and the, the Steelers defense has been playing well. And, well, I think it might be six interceptions for Baker Mayfield this week. I'm going to, I'm going to say, look, this is a big game. I think for Mike Tomlin more than this for Ben Roethlisberger, because they just went into Arrowhead and they did not look ready to play at all. Like they let Byron Pringle go crazy on them. Like who? Like they, they, they didn't even have Travis Kelsey. So I, I like the Browns. I think, look, without the turnovers and yes, one of them was a kind of a bad penalty The the Browns still played within two points of the Packers. They have a they their defense is criminally underrated. They can run the football. They were moving the ball very well against the Packers. So I'm actually going to take the Browns in this one on Monday Night Football. But I think at the end of the day, if it comes down to a, a play where it needs to be made by Baker Mayfield, you're not going to get that play made by Baker Mayfield. And I think he'll choke the game away. That's just honestly. Hey, we're think. we're at this point in the Baker cycle. He's going to he, – he plays bad. The Baker cycle's over. He's the being Baker, criticized the, by media. No. And the then he's going to go with a chip over. on his shoulder. He's over. He, he's over. No, I mean, I, he doesn't I, deserve I, the death threats. He doesn't deserve all that. No, because that's, nobody that's does. terrible. It's a game of football. But, no, the Baker cycle is over. It is over. Okay. As long as he's on the Browns, I think it's not over. But he shouldn't be on the Browns after this year, so – there you go with that. So that will uh, pretty much wrap up our our fifth edition of Stop the Clock. A lot of good stuff in college football going on tomorrow. A lot of good stuff in the NFL going on Sunday and Monday. So definitely tune into that. Uh, and before we go, um, our thoughts and prayers and condolences to the Madden family. Uh, football has lost one of its icons, its legends. I think Not they only- lost their icons. I think it's the icon. I think yeah. it's the icon. Like what he did for the game as a coach, as a broadcaster, with the whole Madden video game series that Jude still can't hang with me in. It's just... It, last time we played, <laughs> I won. Like last time, I, was, I don't know where any shots are coming from. Hey, last no. time I played, we won. I mean, I won. So... You see I'm this? As, as far as I'm concerned, I'm one and up. Case rested. Thank you, John Madden, for this. Our thought. No, actually, no. Real, real talk. Not Football's perfect. lost one of its greats. Um, so, on that note, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Have a wonderful weekend. Uh, enjoy. Or actually, we'll see you in the new year because we probably won't do another podcast till the new year. So, see you next year.